0: so happy to have a wonderful guest today on my podcast it's Amy Cash dear Amy thanks so much for being on my podcast today
1: thank you for having me I feel honored
0: (laughs) thank Thank you thank you for taking your time um dear Amy for those who don't know you do you would like to introduce yourself
1: yeah of course so my name amy louise cash i am firstly a human being having a human experience just like everyone else and i am moving through life learning through trial and error um, if i have to go by a label i'm a thought leader and a transformational coach and i specifically work in the area of relationships so relationship with self firstly and then relationship with other people um, i am the founder of the podcast wake up sisterhood I run online programs called Calling In Your King and Unravel. Uh, I group coach women. I work with women one-on-one. I run global workshops um, before COVID and hopefully after COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But all around, I'm just about really helping humanity awaken and really bringing real raw conversations to the forefront and making them normal.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, making the raw conversations normal. I think nowadays, you know, I feel like we have so many surface conversations. We don't go really deep. And mm-hmm. um what I really miss in this society or in this this uh everyday life that we get so vulnerable with each other.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Yeah. So um when you think about your past um let's say maybe five to ten years from now Mm -hmm. or uh, five to ten years ago from today um who was Amy back then what were you
1: question because even seven years ago seven plus years ago I was extremely insecure I cared what people thought um I thought I was unattractive I thought that men only wanted me for one thing I thought that I was only ever good enough with men for one thing which was sex um I thought that I was unworthy of friendship success love relationships um anything like that and I was basically riddled with any story or belief that you could name I believed about myself and I was people would describe me back then as invisible and a mouse because I was very withdrawn. I tried to hide all the time from people. And um, just to give a little bit of backstory, when I was 16, I'm 36 now, when I was 16, I was raped by two men mm. and I was a virgin and I was a very innocent, like young girl. I wasn't like, I never tried to break the rules or anything like that. I was just a really good girl. And um From that, I I made all these stories and beliefs up about myself. And so then through my 20s, I would go out and I would drink a lot of alcohol. I would take drugs to gain confidence, to then go and speak to a man, to then go home with a man and to feel loved for at least five minutes. Because in my eyes, that was what love was. And so I just was this girl that had no self-love, no self-worth didn't love myself, hated myself, actually lived with extreme anxiety every day of my life, Um, sometimes didn't even want to live anymore, just was living a really hard life and I was a victim to everything that had happened to me. So that's who I was seven plus years ago. Oh,
0: wow. What a story. My God. So, yeah, when you go back, when was like the moment in your life when you were maybe forced to change or you made a decision okay um I will do life different now
1: yeah good question um it happened seven years ago I was in I went to a workshop actually and um I had just separated from a relationship that I was in for two years and this this two-day workshop kept coming up on my Facebook and I was like oh what is this and I would like click on it and I'd read it. And at the time I, were, I had a successful hairdressing business mm-hmm. and I was making a lot of money. I was super successful in what I did, very well known for the kind of work I did. And um, I saw this thing come up and I was like, oh, maybe that'd be good for my business. And then I was like, oh, I'm saving for a six week holiday by myself to go to America. Because I just kind of started like things had started shifting in my life a little bit. And I was like, oh, but I'm saving for this holiday. Nah, I'm not going to pay the money to invest in myself because I didn't understand the importance of investing in myself back then. Mm -hmm. And then a couple more times this thing just kept popping up on my Facebook feed and I was like, I think I have to do this. And so I just followed my intuition and I pressed, you know, pay and I paid my thing. Mm -hmm. And then um, I went to this two-day workshop and I'm not sure if you've heard of um, a couple in the States, Alexi Panos and Preston Smiles.
0: No, doesn't ring a bell.
1: Mm. Well, they're a couple, they're married. They've got three children with another one on the way right now. And um, they were people that I, actually him to begin with, um, I I would watch him and he just inspired me. And like a lot of his videos really like helped me. And he was coming to Australia and it was his workshop. And I was like, oh, Interesting. So I went along to this workshop and I got there and I got there. And the moment I got there, I was like, what am I doing here? It was just so full on for me, like nothing I'd experienced. And at that workshop, I stood in front of 70 people and I stood there and I had to share what I was hiding and most afraid to share. So I had never spoken about my sexual trauma for 16 years. And so I stood there and I was like, oh, what I'm hiding and most afraid to share is this what happened to me when I was 16 but this man Preston made me share it word for word of what actually happened and in that moment when I shared this like you know awful experience I'd been through I felt like I let this demon come out of my body and I felt like I just set myself free in my body I felt like I just created all of this space and I was like oh my goodness what just happened and from that day on, my that was the catalyst from my life completely transforming. And I remember the second day was the day two of the workshop and I woke up in the morning and I just felt free. And I was like, oh my goodness, I was vulnerable yesterday. I shared something really, really personal and vulnerable and it set me free. Wow. Okay. And then I made a commitment to myself that for the rest of my life, every day of my life, I will show up vulnerable because... I see how that sets me free and not only does it set me free it creates connection with other people so I always say like vulnerability might as well be my middle name because I will always be vulnerable and share because we're all human beings having human experience and we're more alike than we actually know and what I've been through many people have been through it's just some people haven't found the courage to talk about it yet
0: Mm, yeah and uh absolutely love that you know because a lot of times we hold back because we think nobody wants to hear that or nobody can really relate and um we think we're separate so Mm -hmm. i i feel like in our mind um we try to separate separate ourselves from other human beings but um actually, we are so much more connected and we're so much more alike than the other person than we think we are. And I just love that you're sharing this here with us um, because I feel like it's, I think it's so empowering when you share something with, which you've never shared before in your life. And I can, I can totally relate to that because I think also in my past, I didn't want to talk about stuff from my family, for example, but when I did it, it's almost like, yeah, this energy got released in me and I realized it was actually one of the best things I've ever done, <laughs> right? So it's it's quite incredible. Um, and I think a lot of people, they're just so scared of being vulnerable or showing mm. their the most darkest, maybe moments in their life. Um, mm. So when you think back, um, what were your your first steps towards your sovereignty or like Mm -hmm. yeah taking your power back and realizing that you are the wonder woman basically that you have everything within you
1: yeah well that experience that I shared was the catalyst for me and it was from that moment that I just began making these choices in my like new choices and I actually was Before that experience, I actually couldn't see that I could choose something else in my life. I couldn't see that I could choose to believe something new. I literally was so deep in what I was in that I couldn't see my way out. And I know so many other people are out there like that. And I really believe, you know, everyone will have an awakening at the perfect time. They're meant to have an awakening. And some people have it at 75 years old. Some people have it at 10. Like it's different for each human. Some don't have it in this lifetime and they come back again, you know. But for me, like going through that experience was this wake up call basically. And that's why my my podcast is called Wake Up Sisterhood mm-hmm. because it was like, you know, I woke up and then my life began to change. And once we wake up, we can't go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. And so I woke up. And then I was like, wow, I can choose for my life to be beautiful. I can choose to like be vulnerable. I can choose to be in my power. I can choose to express myself fully. I can choose all of that for myself. Wow. I didn't never knew that I could choose that for me. Mm -hmm. And so I just started choosing And I started reminding myself that I get to be successful and I get to be powerful and I get to be loved and I get to be cherished and I get to love myself. And I just started really shifting everything in my life from the way I spoke to myself. Um, A really big thing was like building a relationship with my body. And um, a big part of the work I do with my clients is... um, trauma healing, and somatic experiencing. And so somatic, have you heard of somatic?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So somatic is body work, basically. And what happens is when we are, you know, when we're born, we're born perfect, whole and complete little babies. We have no stories. We have no beliefs. We're just perfect little babies that are whole and complete. Then as we go through childhood, as we go through our teenage years, we go through these experiences, circumstances, events through our life that have us feel wounded and have us like um, contract, like go within kind of and start hiding parts of ourselves away because we don't deem it safe to show up as our true selves. So then as we enter into adult life, We enter in as parts of who we actually are. We don't enter in as the truth of who we are because we are scared to be fully seen as who we are because we might be shamed or blamed or ridiculed or whatever it is. And so when we go through trauma, that trauma, if it's not faced off with and moved somatically through our body, will store itself in our body somewhere. And so I'll use myself in this example. When I went through that, sexual trauma at 16, well then I didn't speak about it from 16 to 31 years old. In that time I had extreme anxiety. I also had kidney problems where I'd end up in hospital at least once every six months with extreme kidney problems. I had operations on my kidneys. The doctors could never work out what was wrong with me. All of this, the day I spoke of my trauma never went back to hospital. Now I experience anxiety still here and there but at the, like 5% of what I used to experience, anxiety. So it's like, you know, building a relationship with our body and really, because so many of us humans are disconnected from our bodies. It's Like so many of us are disconnected and, you know, our intuition will be like, no, don't go to that thing today. And then we're just like, no, I'm going anyway. And then we go and then we're like, oh, I knew I shouldn't have gone to that thing because mm-hmm. the feeling was there, but we don't listen, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you hear stories about women who are nine months pregnant and then they're just about to pop a baby out. They didn't know they were pregnant. It's like, how disconnected can you, how disconnected are you from your body? Because for me in my life now, and right now I'm actually moving through a layer of sexual trauma that I had been through when I was 16. And when I go through something connected to the sexual trauma, I break out in ulcers in my mouth and my lips swell. So right now my lips are bigger than what they normally are because I'm having like a somatic um, reaction to the trauma. But I am so connected to my body that I can address it instantly when it's there. Does that make sense? yes absolutely yeah like give it
0: attention and for giving it attention um does get released
1: so and and looking at it and facing off with it and the thing that's come up for me because i'll ask my and it's been here for about three weeks now and it's it went away for about four days and it's just come back again in the last two days and i knew that there was a conversation i had to have with somebody And I had to ask for what I wanted and needed. But because I've been through a sexual trauma, it's a very hard thing for me to be in my fullest expression and ask for what I want and need powerfully. Mm. It's my work. And so for two weeks, I have these ulcers in my mouth. I couldn't eat properly. Everything hurt my mouth. And I was like, as soon as I have that conversation, I bet these ulcers go away. So on Friday afternoon, I had the conversation and I set it up in a way where I sent the person a message and said, hey, I'd really love to have a conversation with you because um, I'd really love for you to get to know me better. Mm-hmm. And can you hold me accountable to having the conversation? So I set it up so that I would win and I would actually have the conversation that I struggled to have for two weeks. And then I s- sat there and I shared what I needed to share it was very hard for me to share within hours the ulcers left my mouth.
0: Wow. That's incredible. The truth sets you free.
1: Totally.
0: Wow.
1: Our body body is so wise and our body is always teaching us.
0: Mm, Yeah, it's
1: our wisest teacher, I feel like.
0: You know, I think also for me, when I reflect back on my past, I sometimes didn't listen to my body. I felt so disconnected and um, my body was always sending me some signs so I I always had problems with speaking my truth as well and I was never really good at communicating and I always felt like I have like something in my throat so I always got soft throats and it was yeah I don't know I think almost every month I got a soft throat and I was wondering why that was and the funny thing is um, I think since I'm doing my podcast actually when I think I started out two years ago and since I'm also chanting mantras so using my voice yeah. um, I feel I have no soft throats anymore mm-hmm. and I, I really feel like I'm I can be more my expression you know I can really express myself fully without mm-hmm. um thinking Or adapting myself or overthinking or what does the other person think so I think actually that's such a um you know huge topic you know speaking Mm -hmm. your truth and especially for women so what would you advise a woman who's out there and she's struggling to speak her truth
1: yeah like speaking your truth is a very hard thing like I just want to really like you know share that I understand and I feel every woman out there that does struggle with that because it is really hard and especially if you've experienced some kind of sexual trauma, molestation, um, something that didn't feel good for you in a past relationship, in a sexual way, all of that is connected to your voice and so the skin in your vagina and the skin in your throat is the same skin So when we have something happen sexually, it will affect our throat. Yeah. And so it's really important to know that because like, for example, when I went through the experience I went through at 16, I literally lost my voice for three days. Like I had no voice. I felt like a mute, like I couldn't speak for three days. And it's just so connected. And so speaking your truth is very hard if you've like anything like me and you didn't for so long, you know, and and we get to just start really small and it, and it might be starting with, you know, your best friend and being like, hey, can I share something with you that I have not shared with anybody?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you just share something and it could be, it could be, it doesn't have to be the biggest thing in the world. It could be just something really small that maybe you just don't share. And it's like, start small and start where where it feels safe for you. You know, you, like you obviously always want it to be in a, within a safe space. Um, having a coach or a mentor is always like, I highly recommend having coaches and mentors in, I have three in my life and I'll have them till the day I die because I always need other people to hold space for me and I also need other people to help me see what I can't see myself within myself you know whether that's my greatness or whether that's um something ineffective that's holding me back in my life and so starting small and and speaking like speaking something small another thing is like especially in relationship relationships are really one of our biggest teachers because you'll attract a person into your life and you know that's you, people think like i've done all the work on myself i'm ready for a relationship and then it's like oh yeah go into a relationship and then see how you feel because when you get into the relationship that's when the real work begins mm-hmm. and that's when you really need support in your life mm-hmm. and so go into a relationship and and see what what happens and you know like i had a conversation i'm i'm have a new partner I was married I got married at the beginning of 2020 we separated in September 2020 Mm -hmm. it was an extremely emotionally abusive um, very traumatic relationship and it took me to the depths of the depths of pain and depression and a lot of really it was a another awakening for me basically Mm -hmm. but I came out of that and then um, we had been in no contact for four months and then earlier this year he came back into my life asked me to work on the marriage and then it was a disaster Mm. and so about three weeks after I completely cut cords with my husband I met a beautiful man and it's been such a beautiful experience I'm actually feeling like I'm in a relationship with a man now Um, whereas in the past I feel like I've dated boys and this guy's a man and he holds space and he's like available and he wants to grow and learn and like be the best version of himself. And so he's the first man that I've ever felt extremely safe with to ask for what I want and need and to, to speak my truth fully. And that's crazy. I'm nearly 37 and this is the first time in my life with a man I've actually felt safe. And so the person you choose in relationship is very important. And the last relationship I had, I didn't feel safe Mm -hmm. in many ways, you know, especially to like in a sexual way to ask for what we want and need. It's very hard and it's challenging, even for somebody who hasn't ever had a sexual trauma. It's a challenging and hard thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you you may agree with that. Not for everybody, but for a lot of women out there based on my experience. Mm -hmm. Um, But Still, it's like if you need to speak your truth around something, always, like this is where coaches are so important, is having a coach to maybe just run by what you want to share with the person that you need to speak your truth with because often we can blame and shame other people unconsciously and we don't want to do that. We want to communicate nonviolently and we want to learn to communicate in a way where we're sharing our personal experience and this is what I want and need and with compassion and understanding for the other party yeah. and it can be it can be a challenge yeah. and in fact I just spoke something this morning that was like didn't feel good for me and I spoke something and I spoke at an hour after I felt this feeling and I I walked away and I was like oh my God, I'm so proud of myself because I just spoke my truth one hour. I didn't sit with this. I didn't let it fester and turn into more ulcers in my mouth. Like I just spoke it straight away. Mm. And then I was like, oh, I hope I haven't upset him. And I started like, you know, feeling like, oh, I hope I have, you know, like feeling worried about like how he received what I said. And, you know, this is where compassion, understanding comes in and how you speak it and really just owning your truth. Because the reality is the right person will hold space for you. And yeah, they may get triggered by you speaking your truth, but they will love you through it anyway and be grateful that you spoke your truth. The wrong person will turn around and be like, it's too much and they'll go away. And that's okay too, because they're just not your person.
0: Yes, and I think you know, especially as women, woman, we, um, I think we kind of just fall in love with the idea and being in a relationship. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. we're like even happy if we find someone, <laughs> you know, and it's like, oh yeah, I will never let this person go. And um, it's funny um, because I was in a toxic relationship for most of my life, I think for five years or so. Mm-hmm. And I actually didn't know that it was a toxic relationship. I actually always thought, oh yeah, we have kind of a healthy relationship or it's what I think. <laughs> and then it turned out to be so, so toxic and it was, oh, I, I think it just triggered me so much. And I think a lot of trauma from my past came up through that as well. And it was almost like, you know, the, the universe knew that something is not going right for me and I was um, in New Zealand at that time and then my visa ran out and I had to leave the country so it was almost you know like yeah a sign okay you should leave (laughs) yes and you know and at first I was like why no I don't want to leave you know I love him so much but then when I reflect back it was the best thing that could have Ever happened to me because then I could realize, oh my God, this relationship is not serving me at all. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, why do we keep being in relationships which are not really serving us, do you think?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you hit a really beautiful point at the beginning of when you were speaking. You said, you know, I think sometimes something about like, as women, we, we just want to be in love. Like we just want a relationship. And it's true. It's, it's really true. And I'm, I've definitely been that woman before that's like, actually I've been that girl because I feel like it comes from a wounded place. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're craving yearning for love from a man and we don't feel complete until we have it. Mm-hmm. And that's the wounded little girl that didn't get love in some formal way. And so That used to be me, yearning for love for a man. I just didn't feel complete. And I was a relationship coach and I'm teaching women, you know, once we get to this place of wholeness, then we can attract somebody who's in a place of wholeness. And I was teaching it, but unconsciously, I was still out there yearning for love for a man. I didn't feel, I always was like, when's it going to be me? When am I going to meet the guy? And then I went to Burning Man And I met my husband at Burning Man and the way we met was just so magical. One of my favorite memories will always be. And, um, and, you know, we had beautiful moments in our relationship. It was super beautiful. We got married extremely fast. We got married five months after we met and we were separated within a year and a half of knowing each other Um, got married and whatever else. And, and, that relationship for me was extremely toxic, like so toxic and for both of us, you know, and I'm not saying I'm an angel because, oh my gosh, I have ineffective patterns too. And, but what I noticed was I was, I always talk about like a a half circle and a full circle. So when we're yearning for love for a man and we're like needing someone to complete us, we're a half circle. Mm. When we are in a place of like wholeness and we're good within ourselves and we're like, no, when the right person comes along, they will compliment me in my life. We're a whole circle. And so here I was a half circle at Burning Man and my husband was also a half circle because he was yearning for love from a woman because he lost his mother. And so then these two half circles have met and formed a whole and we're like, yeah, we're like, good, we're whole, everything's amazing. And then we got married and then a few months after we got married things the the two half circles that came together started coming unstuck Mm. and breaking and we had no strong foundation we weren't whole Mm. and so then it became very toxic and it became really traumatic and awful and, and an awful experience for both of us and um and through that actually we separated and a week later I was standing outside and I I always say nature is my church because nature is my biggest teacher. And I was standing outside and I was looking at the sun and my heart was in a million pieces. And I was looking at the sun and I just had this moment where I felt something and I was like, oh my gosh, I get it. And my friend Omar was standing beside me. He's like, what? And I said, oh my goodness, I just saw a vision of the healthy masculine within me saying to the queen within me, hey, I've got you. Go out there and shine your light so bright. Go out there and express yourself fully. And I want you to know that I'm not going anywhere. I'm here for good. I'm here to hold you. I'm here to love you. I'm here to support you. And I'm going to keep you safe. So you go out there and do your thing. And when you're ready to land, you can land softly here. And in that moment, I for the first time in my life connected with the healthy masculine energy within me that I had never been connected to very disconnected from. And in that moment, I felt whole. I was like, Whoa, this is what I've been yearning for from a man and going out and searching for in somebody else. And I just found it in myself. And in that moment, everything shifted for me. And from that moment on September last year, I literally moved different. I spoke different. I, it's like I, that relationship for me was my initiation into womanhood. And so I can look back on that now and be like, wow, as traumatic and as like awful and uncomfortable and still I feel that in my body, it's like it's grief and sadness I feel. As awful as that was and I don't understand really why I went through it, I do understand because it gave me the biggest gift of my life, feeling whole within myself and it was my initiation into womanhood. And so now I'm a woman and now I've attracted a man. So the wounded little girl attracted a wounded little boy. Now the woman's attracted a man.
0: Hmm. Yeah wow wonderful thank you so much for sharing I can so relate I think especially um you know finding your inner masculine within I think it's so important that you can hold yourself and you don't need a man I think what we think as women is that we need a man to make us complete to hold us to make us feel safe but yeah and th- that's like a, a fallacy you know it's like it's it's almost a lie out there it's it's just not true because how can you um you know make the other person do whatever you want because that just turns out to be really toxic it's like oh yeah I give you and you give me back, bag or um mm, really? yes so um yeah, so what you said, it's its so important, you know, to take self-responsibility and to, to, to be okay with just being yourself and just with being alone too and you can still feel safe in yourself. And I think um, a lot of women out there they don't really feel safe in their bodies, you know. They just, when you think back, you know, like maybe a year ago now, um, was it a year ago you were still in the relationship, right? Um,
1: yeah. Yes. I was in the depth of the pain a year ago today. Wow.
0: Crazy. That's absolutely crazy. So how did you find out that it was a toxic relationship? Because I think a lot of times we're denying that we're in a toxic relationship because we just don't want to see the truth and the reality. Yeah. yeah. How did you, what, what was the breaking point where you're like, oh gosh, no, I have to end this.
1: <laughs> well, firstly, I just want to say, like as a piece of advice to any woman out there who possibly is in a toxic relationship, the way you know if a relationship is good for you or not is by how you feel in your body. Mm-hmm. So in, in my experience, A year ago today, I was feeling constantly anxious, stressed. Um, I was in tears constantly. My body, like I had like a knot in my belly. I just felt unsafe. Like I felt all of these uncomfortable feelings in my body. Well, that's a pretty big sign that I'm not in alignment. Mm. If I'm feeling at ease, happy, creative, light, I'm in alignment. But I spent a lot of time in that relationship feeling all of those icky feelings. I saw myself drop like 13 kilograms in two months, like 25 pounds. And I um I wasn't eating, wasn't eating food, didn't have an appetite. Like all of these things are pretty big indicators that I'm out of alignment and something is off in my life. And because I'm a relationship coach, a big part of the work I do with women is helping them get really clear on their standard, standards, boundaries and values. So thankfully, I knew what my standards, my boundaries and my values were before this. I went into this relationship. And so as I'm in this relationship and this is happening, I'm looking at my values and I'm looking at his and I'm seeing how we don't even align in our values. Like maybe one we aligned in out of six. And in the beginning, I thought we did because when I share my values, he shared that his were the same. And so I took his word for it. And I'm like, oh yeah, cool. He's got the same values as me. But Mm -hmm. actions speak louder than words. And if you actually watch a person for a few months, you will see for yourself what their values are. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes like it's better to just not take like, their words as truth it's more so better to watch and see especially if you've been in a toxic relationship you will already do this because you will learn from like the last one Um, but for me the the last like the breaking point for me because I tried my hardest I left no stone unturned I really constantly was like doing everything I could to shift my ways of being in that relationship to see if that would create something new for us and so I was really staying out of his business I was doing all I could to like not upset him or be like annoying or anything like that I just really did my own thing we lived in two separate parts of the house but if I cooked food I would cook him food if I did um, if I was going to the store, I would ask him, is there anything you need? Cause I just wanted to be who I am. I didn't want to be nasty or anything like that. Cause that's not who I am. I wanted to just still be true to who I am. Mm. And then the last breaking point for me was that I had a health scare. I had a, I had a scare with my body and in that moment, and cause I'm so connected to my body, I didn't need to go to the doctor to know that I was, there was something happening. I felt it in my body and it was a feeling that I had never felt in my life and I was like, whoa, this is turning into disease in my body. This stress, this pain, this angst, all of what I'm being with right now is very traumatising and it's turning into sickness in my body. And I knew I could feel it. And in that moment I was like, I have to choose myself. I can't do this anymore. And so I had a conversation with him and I just said, you know, I ha- I'm having a health scare and I said, I have to choose myself now over trying to force any relationship to work. And I said, I love you and I accept you, but I don't accept the behaviours you choose in my life. They're not for me and they're out of alignment in my life. And so the only way I see us moving forward is if um, you do some healing on yourself because I'm committed to healing myself every day. And I've asked you if you'll meet me there and you've already said no. So I think it's time that we stop trying to push this relationship up a hill and that we choose to go our separate ways. And I chose myself and I walked away and it wasn't easy. It was very hard because I loved him so much and I wanted to like make every reason an excuse and try and like, hit the square peg into the round hole like because I just so badly wanted the relationship to work because love is blind sometimes you know and so I did I chose myself and when I come back to like the standards boundaries and values standards are so important and 99% of women don't know what their standards are in relationship and I knew what mine were and at the end I realized that I was not even standing for my own standards. I was allowing somebody to walk all over my standards, even though I had expressed, hey, this is what I want and need. These are my standards. I realized like four months later, I'm like, oh, I expressed like three standards to this person four months ago. Not once has he honored my standards and I've allowed that. I allowed that in my life. And so it's on me. And so do I keep allowing someone to not honour my standards? Because it's his choice. If he doesn't want to honour my standards, that's fine. But it's also my choice if I want to stay in a relationship where my, my standards aren't honoured or if I want to move on to somebody who sees my standards and goes, that's it, of course. You know? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Like it's, yeah, at the end of the day, it's really it's up to you because we I think we we actually know when people are not really respecting our boundaries or we communicating our needs but we feel like we've not been really hurt or they don't really understand and they think they do it but actually that's not really truly really what a woman really maybe wanted in that moment what would you maybe think of a woman how to express your needs in a non-violent way so maybe also a man gets it although you know we kind of we kind of sometimes living on on different planet men are from mars and uh, women are from venus right and i think sometimes when we talk about something the man doesn't really gets it but how do we express it so the person they go like ah oh, okay, that's what you mean. Sometimes they don't really understand us. I
1: think a couple of things. Um, sometimes they may not understand, sometimes they do. And I think the most important thing you can ask is, what did you hear me say? Mm. Like you share the thing and then you ask, hey, can you share what, what you heard me say? And, it, and it's all about your context. Because see how I said that? Like, hey, could you share with me what you heard me say? It's like loving and sweet, and it's just like I care, and I want to know that he received what I said in the way I said it mm. instead of in the way he might have perceived it, you know, yeah, and versus if I'm like, Well, can you just share what you heard? It's like a different context, and then that can create like, oh well, yeah, I got it, you know what I mean, yes, yeah and so I think I think like firstly we want to set men up to win. Like we don't want to set men up to fail. And so that, what I mean by that is like, how can you set the guy up to win? And it might firstly be saying to him like, Hey, like I did last week, I sent my partner a message and I said, Hey, I really would love to have a conversation with you because I'd love for you to get to know me more. So I didn't write, hey, I really want to have a conversation with you because I need to express my wants and needs to you. Like I was like, hey, I really want to have a conversation with you because it's really important for me that um, you know me fully and I want you to get to know parts of me that I haven't expressed yet. Mm -hmm. And he was like, bring it on. Of course, I want to get to know you more. I said, when's a good time? So like asking them like and, and allowing them to be like, oh, well, actually on Friday afternoon, I'm free at this time. And then he's prepared and he's like, okay, we're going to have a conversation about something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like setting him up to win. Yes. And then having the conversation and, and coming from I. And this is so important. And this is why it's important to work with coaches because we don't know what we don't know. And we've been operating in a way that we have for our whole life. And so to break a pattern, we need people to help us see what we can't see. Mm. And the the reason I am the woman I am today, and I'm by all means not perfect. Like I said in the beginning, I'm a human having a human experience. I'm learning through trial and error because I am and I mess up and then I choose to do better and then I mess up again and then I choose to do better or maybe I communicate violently one day. And then I, I'm like, damn, I didn't mean that. So I apologize and then I choose to do better. Mm-hmm. But the more work you do on yourself, the it's like building the muscle in the gym. Like, you know, you go to the gym, you, you pump the weights. You're not gonna get a muscle in one day. You do it for so many days and you slowly see the muscle building. It's the same with our language and how we learn to communicate and how we learn to interact with somebody like building a muscle, you'll slowly get better at it and you'll create more compassion and more understanding. And, and so coming from the eye, like, hey, I want to share this with you because it's I really want to move forward powerfully with you in our relationship. And there's just a couple of things that have been like eating at me and I, I want to express them now. And expressing things is a little hard for me And so please just be patient with me as I share this. Um, But I'm sharing because I really want you to get to know who I am. And I want to know who you are. And so here's the thing I want to share. You know, it's like from that context, it's like how beautiful. Mm. Like to receive that from somebody. And, and, And a man will be like, thank you. Because a man doesn't know how to please you or how to show up powerfully for you. If you don't tell him, mm. he doesn't know he he's doing all he can. Like he's guessing, mm. but if you tell him, he knows what to do. And he's yeah. like, thank you. Now I can win mm. with you.
0: Yeah. And it's more an invitation. It comes from a different place and from like, oh, that's what you did wrong and dad. And it's like this blaming and shaming. And that's what, I think a man, yeah, a man feels really rejected by that. It's like, oh, what? Okay, I did something wrong, and um, so it's like a total different react, um, yeah, reaction and a different direction for a relationship. I think when you have like this really, yeah, you you said it so beautifully. I really liked it. <laughs> um, that that was really wonderful um dear amy um are yeah, slowly coming to an end i would love to talk to you more about really <laughs> such a good topic there's always something more to talk about i
1: feel like totally we can do another one on something else <laughs> yes,
0: absolutely um, so i have um two more questions for um everyone who's here on my podcast and i'm asking them what is your favorite
1: book something to change your life? My favourite book. Oh gosh, I have so many. But Intimacy by Osho. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh.
1: It's, it was such a beautiful book for me to read. And it's not what you think. It's like a lot of people think intimacy is sex. I mean, I used to. I used to think intimacy was like being in bed with somebody. But intimacy is so much more. And intimacy with ourselves is so beautiful. Intimacy is... Is being present with a person and and like being fully present with somebody is intimacy, you know. Um, intimacy is deep conversations. There's so many different things that intimacy is, but that book actually taught me what intimacy was, and I always thought it was something sexual before. And yeah, it's an amazing book.
0: Cool. Yeah, we'll put it in show notes. Yeah, sounds yeah. super interesting. I never heard of it. I think so. That's amazing. Cool. And yeah, imagine I would give you a microphone. This microphone would be connected with every TV show, with every radio show on this planet. And we have one minute time now to tell um, people on earth something you would love to
1: share with them. What would you say? Mm, I would say use this time on earth to step into your fullest expression, whether that be through using your voice Um, using your voice as a prayer to the earth um, uh, moving like expression in its finest form because that is our divine birthright it's where we were given this gift of life to come and be the light and so the more you you can be the more expressed you can be the more you're going to ripple out and touch other people and be the light for other people and so practice self-expression whether it's through your voice and singing and for me song is a prayer to the earth Mm. it's my prayer every time I sing a song it's a prayer it's not about oh does my voice sound good it's about like me giving back to the earth basically and so using your voice speaking your truth being unapologetic like just express yourself fully and make that your work in this lifetime
0: Mm -hmm. oh wonderful thank you so so much um thank you so much love amy and talk to you soon (laughs) thank you for having me that was fun yeah no worries bye (laughs) bye